Welcome to the EdTech Guru's audio experience. I am your host, Lena Marie Sale, the EdTech Guru. I first want to thank you for supporting our channel and following along as well as sharing with others. On this podcast, we break down the hard educational topics, prepare teachers for how to leave the classroom, support those who are feeling unsupported, and anything that has to do with ed tech. So tune in, turn it up, and let's get ready to disrupt education together. Hey everyone, welcome back. Education across America is in trouble. Districts and schools across America are experiencing an unprecedented time. There is a huge teacher shortage. What can we do to subside this epic downfall that we can see coming? In today's episode, we are going to break down the teacher shortage and provide some strategies and thought leadership around why this teacher crisis is happening and what we can do to help support schools and districts to try to sidestep the teacher shortage. Now, as you know, I'm a teacher who left the classroom, but I still work with teachers who are in the classroom and try to help support them as much as possible, whether through the work I do every single day or by providing one-on-one mentoring sessions with teachers. Let's break down some facts. This year, there were 5.4% of teaching jobs open. That was double the previous year when there was only 2.6%. In addition to that, in 2018, only 4.3% of college freshmen intended to major in education, compared to, in 2000, 11%. So what we can see in the last 20 years is a steady decline of the role of people wanting to become teachers. I'm not here to break down the reasons for why that is. Obviously, we know the lack of teacher pay and teacher time and just the general respect that teachers get. But I think it's worth talking about what's really happening around the country and what we can do to help support schools and districts immediately while they try to restructure everything. First things first, there's a crack. It was first a hairline crack in the education system, and it's been cracking for the better half of 20 years. However, the pandemic caused an earthquake, and now the crack is so big, it's not able to be replaced. It's been split, and that means we have to make some determining factors. (sighs) Teachers, as I've mentioned in other videos, are just not respected or thought of as thought leaders in the space. They're told what to do, and each and every single year, the pile that gets thrown on them is more and more each year as the stakes get higher and higher. It's not helping. Our students are not coming out better prepared. We really just have a general break in the system, not to mention the teacher pay. The fact that I live paycheck to paycheck and really under paycheck to paycheck, being very, very transparent with you, I had to work other jobs to be able to support myself to put food on the table for a single person. Many of the people who were thriving in education were people who had spouses who could help support them. They didn't, if they were two teachers, it was a really hard financial struggle for them. It's hard, just like we say about our students, to thrive when they don't have breakfast or food. It's the same thing for our teachers. And it's really tough. It's really tight. The budget is very, very tight. And in a lot of states, 
specifically in the state that I live in, the trajectory growth for financial incentive is really low. So what we see is a lot of cattiness. We see a lot of people ready to throw each other under the bus. And then we see a lot of teachers who are innovative and maybe changing the space or threatening to change the space being pushed out because they're uncomfortable. What I loved about the pandemic is that it shined a big light on what was happening in the education system, but it forced everyone to understand that we do need technology, we do need more transparency with parents, and we really need to be thinking about right now, what can we do to support our students, teachers, our staff, and our community? Everybody is all in this together. We need school there's not going to be an end of school. We're seeing people shift to privatization, switching to charter schools, and charter schools <laughs> don't pay more. Private schools pay even less. So as you're moving your teachers and your students there, just keep that in mind, that the teachers aren't happier. The curriculum may be different and they may have more flexibility, overall their financial incentive is the same. More education, you want to present at a conference, you want to go to a conference, it's on your dollar. I want to learn something. Now, a lot of times the companies that I work for will give me some sort of stipend or reimbursement for upskilling. Teachers are expected to upskill in order to get their license renewed. However, there's no financial incentive for them to do so because they pay for it out of pocket. So what they end up making in a financial gain ends up being almost a financial loss or net loss. In other areas across the country, we're seeing places like the National Guard step in to, to do something for teachers. We're seeing the enrollment for college becoming lower. And so what's going to happen is there's going to be such a discrepancy and such a need for teachers that it's going to be almost unbearable for us to be able to sustain keeping teachers motivated and in the classroom. When there's a promise of working in an ed tech company and making a salary that makes sense to be livable. Now, in some communities, a teaching thing might be really, really great. But if you live in Austin, Texas, it's not a great salary for you. It's really hard to live, not live your best life, but just live your life free without having to work a supplemental job. Now, we can talk about the schedule. That's all irrelevant. Teachers would gladly take on more days for more respect. Those are not things that are going to make a difference. And when you say, oh, you get the summers off. Listen, you go every single day. You don't get any mental break. You are teaching all day long and then expected to do work on top of your back every single day. And that's why teachers end up having to take things home at night. So you burn out and so you live for your holidays. And that's unfortunate. It's the truth. It's just what happens. Now, what are we seeing across the country start to happen? Well, in Fremont ISD in Texas, they have launched a new program to combat the teacher burnout. So what they're doing and what I've suggested for teachers and educators, a very first thing at the start of the pandemic, this is something I suggested. You can watch it in previous videos. However, it was for them to be given one day a week where they're not instructing students. They have the time to review, reflect, recharge, and maybe even learn from home and be able to spend that time at home. If a company can operate all around the world and be able to operate at a very high level, teachers can also operate at a very high level working remote on one day of the week. We want to encourage them to embrace the technology skill sets of things they learned from the pandemic and start to enhance their learning and make their workload lighter. What's happening is that technology didn't make the workload lighter. In fact, it increases the workload because now they have more metrics and more things that they have to measure but yet still spending time making meaningless copies every single day and not really providing meaningful learning. They don't think it's meaningful and the students also don't think it's meaningful. 
Now, this is really, really important for teachers, however you decide to structure this. Now in Premont, what they're doing is they have uh, three teacher teams. And so one teacher a week gets to take the day while the other two teachers split the time with the children. So the kids that were originally in three classes will now be split into two. And that's how they're kind of combating it. Now, no offense, to Premont and what they're doing, we need to adjust the schedule. 180 contact days is silly. It doesn't even make a difference. We can extend the schedule an extra week into the month, change the way the breaks work, all of those types of things. Everyone is willing to give those things up for happiness and for a system that they know is going to produce high results. While I appreciate what they're doing, it's not going to solve the problem because what's happening is that you have a teacher who's in isolation and who's just continuing to carry the weight by themselves. What would be better is if one day a week, the students went and had some kind of experiential learning day. Maybe this is a day where they have, you have enrichment activities for them all day long, where you have, maybe you have a computer science station and you have all these other things where they're able to get these enrichment opportunities that they might not able to get and provide that for them on that day by bringing in outside partnership companies. There's lots of nonprofits that do this. So why not bring them in and start having them work with these kiddos, kind of scaffolding it that way. The other thing is that the teachers need to work together. And so what's, what worked really well when I was in Leander ISD is they did content specific teachers. One teacher taught math and science, another teacher taught social studies and language arts, and then they kind of split that role. What would be even better is if those four teachers who were doubling up to do things were now each only teaching one content area. And then they work together to do some sort of like incorporation of those content areas. And then they had like a, maybe like a Wednesday hour where they were doing some kind of like project-based learning or something like that. I'm not expecting schools to start being hands-on STEM-based learning, but we do need to adjust. And then on that day, you give a time and a place for people who want to meet across the district to be able to start planning. Now, they don't need to be in person. You say, here is all the fifth grade teachers across the district who teach science. So you open a Zoom room and they join and they start collaborating, start planning lessons, and that eases the workload. If you give one person one day a week where they're all by themselves, it's not doing anything. The workload is exactly the same. And then what you do is you take the coaches that are in the district and you provide and assign the coach to these different grade level cohorts and even having one for, for the special eds and those teams to be able to get those types of resources and support that they need. They have a lot of paperwork that they're doing. Some might have a really great strategy and kind of getting them all on the same page to create a collaborative environment. Canva has thousands of employees and we collaborate on a daily basis, working and each person is taking things. So we're not working. They have a saying, do take complex things and make them simple. And so that's the same thing you want to do here in the school system. One quick win and quick way to alleviate everything that's going on is to give teachers one day a week where they have that intentional planning. It doesn't cost you really anything. I mean, it's going to cost the schedule, but the schedule isn't going to change and the things that teachers are doing aren't going to change. And then you're going to have to model and practice this. It's going to take reps. The first year is going to be tough. It's going to be challenging. The second year is going to get better and will only go from there. That is an immediate, immediate change that you can do without having to touch your budget, without having to do anything. It's just by honoring one day a week, you're going to have better, happier teachers. And I would recommend that if you're using a, a tech product, let's say within your district or whatever, is on those days, you also provide 
maybe um, reach out to, let's say, Canva. We offer free for all educators, all that kind of stuff. If you offered an office hour session for teachers who are looking to be able to have training on this product, then they could be able to incorporate it better. Or you have your, your coaches who are sitting in on each one of these, you know, team leads, whatever, sitting in on each one of these things, then you would be able to better utilize these tools and the teachers would have what they need to be able to succeed because they have four days a month where they're actually being able to have intentional planning time. This doesn't mean that the structure of the regular day where they get the plan time needs to be different because you need breathing time to prep for certain things and prep for the skills. Every other job provides weeks of training and teaching does not. You just get thrown right in the mix and it's very, very tough. And then all the administrators can meet and all the district leaders can meet and all the meetings can be held on the same day. And then you bring in like YMCA's at each you know, at each school and then provide like those types of, or boys and girls club or whatever it is that you're doing to kind of have that for the students. Or you just say, sorry, we're doing four day work week. Other districts have done it like Brighton school district in Colorado has done it. There's other places across the country that have done it. And then basically it will lead itself to long-term success. That is one small quick win that you can make. That's going to have lasting impact. And then you, over the school year, while you're having your weekly plannings with your administrators, start making intentional changes and spend the summer making intentional change for how you're really going to bring students to the 21st century, teachers to the 21st century, and also keep open and clear communication with parents. This is the easiest way to do it, the least restrictive way to do it. So I hope that you gain some value from today. Please go ahead and throw your thoughts, comments, likes, subscribes, share. I am always welcome to feedback. I want to hear what you're interested in. If you think this makes sense, great. If you don't, I'm also open to having open and honest conversations with you. If you have a new product you'd love to feature on the podcast, please bring it to the table. I'm happy to roll it over and maybe there's some potential for us to do some um, options. If you're a teacher and you want to share something that you're working on, please bring it to the table. I would love to hear everything that you're working on. And I know our audience would as well. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me and we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.